All right, so please open up your Bibles to Ruth chapter 2. <clears throat> now, just to kind of do a little catching up, we know that Naomi and Ruth had made their way back from Moab um, to Bethlehem. They had just arrived, and everyone was kind of stirred up. They were excited about having Naomi back. And, and now Naomi comes back. And uh, Ruth is with her. So this is, of course, as we learned, uh, this is uh, Naomi's uh, daughter-in-law. But Naomi had lost her husband and two sons. And so her daughter-in-law, Ruth, had come back with her, but it was just the two of them. That was it. Nonetheless, they chose to return. Uh, We know that, of course, Naomi had two daughters-in-law. And yet one chose to stay behind in Moab and the other one, Ruth, um, chose to come with her and, uh, and, and was very persistent. She was, there's no way that she was going to take no for an answer or accept Naomi encouraging her to go back to Moab. She was going to go to Bethlehem with Naomi. In fact, she said, where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And she was good for her word. And she indeed left all behind to go to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law, Naomi. The family had left years earlier, just Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, and their two sons. And this was due to a famine that struck the land of Judah. So Bethlehem experienced a famine. Um, The whole area of Judah um, was in a state of famine. And Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, took her and their two sons and made their way to Moab. So Moab from Bethlehem. So you go east, cross the Jordan, um, just go a a few clicks that way, and then you go south. And uh, you will go into Moab. And that's where he took his wife and two sons. And his two sons, as they grew older, they got married. uh, But unfortunately, they died, and so did their father, Elimelech. Now... One of the things that I want to note is that they left because of this famine. But just note, Bethlehem is still there. And so are the people. Elimelech and Naomi and the boys had gone to Moab to try and see if there was something better. A better life there in Moab. And this was a foreign land. In fact, they were surrounded by... uh, pagans, uh, the world, and yet Bethlehem was still there, and the people had survived and overcome despite the famine that had struck the region. This evening, as with other times, we come together to study God's Word, and that's what we need to always come prepared for. Uh, really, it's, 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 uh, it's important for us to come together, uh, to sit at the Lord's feet and go through the Word in such a way as we do, that we go verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we get the whole counsel of God that we may understand how it is that the Old Testament uh, is uh, prophetic and there are things in the Old Testament that have been fulfilled in the New Testament and Jesus Christ and how it all fits together. And so we need to always come with the realization that this is the very Word of God. And there are many lessons that we can learn and apply to our lives this very evening we, we're, we're going to see things like God's provision, His protection, His compassion, His grace, that it is truly remarkable and amazing. 
We need to always be reminded of that. In, in the midst of everything that's going on, all of these things that we learn about, we need to always go back to the fact that God is our protector. He's our provider. He, uh, he pours out His grace upon us. And He is truly amazing. We will be encouraged to work hard and demonstrate a heart of gratitude. To find refuge in the Lord and be protected under His wing. Knowing His faithfulness and His grace. We see these things if we just pay attention. If we just take the time as as even in the morning when you get up and you read God's word. And you consider God in the midst of these words that have been put together by Him. You will see Him through it all. And you'll see how it is that it applies to our lives today. It is relevant today for us. So Ruth chapter 2 verse 1. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Just want to stop there. If you read it real quick, it almost reads as if she's saying, well, I'm going to to go to his field, um, which you just mentioned, Boaz, but it's not. We're going to take our time and kind of go through this and understand exactly what's being said here in these first two verses. We begin this evening by learning that there was a man named Boaz who was not only a relative of Naomi's late husband, but also it's noted here that he's described as a worthy man, a man, in other words, of good standing, known for his integrity, a man who merits recognition and is well known for good reasons. Boaz was a man of influence who was wealthy and known to be a courageous man. So all of these qualities Boaz possessed. And so he was described as such a man. And again, might I remind you that this man came through the great famine, a time of distress. What caused one man to flee was the cause of another man to be fortified. If we will just but stand fast, if we will stand our ground on the truth, through tough times, through persecutions, through just difficulties, things that are overwhelming, we would be better off for standing tall in the Lord and on God's truth. We will be strengthened by the Lord through those times. Well, now Naomi and Ruth were in this place and the town was doing well. Ruth asked Naomi if she could go glean some grain for them and perhaps she may find a man to grace her with his favor and allow her to work among his reapers whoever that may be. And that's what we, re- we read here. Uh, I want to read it once more because the first verse simply describes who Boaz is. And then when Ruth begins to speak, talking to Naomi, her mother-in-law, she says, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor, whoever that is, whoever's field it is that I may find favor in who would allow her to perhaps work among his reapers, someone whom perhaps she may find favor with. 
Well, this was Ruth, and she wasn't sitting idly. You know, sometimes we, we do nothing but pray. We should pray and then do. We need to, to go. This is what Ruth was doing. Kind of reminded me of Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, verse 14 through 17 says, She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Ruth is described as such a woman that is valued by the Lord and determined to be a virtuous woman who is not waiting to be provided for, but is rather going out to seek work for her and her mother-in-law. I just uh, talk about character here. Talk about a strong woman. I mean, she was one that left all behind. Remember that. She left all behind. She left her mother and father. She left her, her, her native land behind and was going to a foreign land. And here she was, and she said, you know, uh, it, it's time to go. Perhaps I may find favor in the eyes of some man uh, in his field that he might allow me to come alongside his, his reapers, his employees that are gathering the grain, that are harvesting the barley, that I may too glean a bit from the field. She's valued. The harvest fields would not be completely stripped of barley as the Lord had commanded the Israelites in Leviticus chapter 19 to leave some of the crop behind. Whatever falls, leave it. And that's there for the poor. This is the way that the poor were provided for and yet they had to come. It wasn't something that was left there and then picked up by someone else and given to them. The poor was to come and to glean from the field. In fact, they had to work hard because they had to pick up the grains of barley and wheat that were dropped. Imagine that. It wasn't, you know, as they came by, they, they reaped or with a sickle and they picked up those, those large batches of wheat and barley. But for, for the reapers, uh, for those who were gleaning, I'm sorry, uh, they had to pick up the grains. That were, had fallen, so they had to work for it. By the way, that would be in order to maintain, for them to maintain their integrity. See, they, they were still working for their food, for what was provided. And, and, and yet, at the same time, for those who owned the fields, for those who were part of the workers that actually um, harvested these crops... They, they, they worked, they worked hard, and the majority of it was gathered together, but there were those things that were, if they dropped, they were left there. And the poor came, and they picked them up, and uh, they maintained their dignity, and the, they provided for their families. So, after this, Naomi, you know, gave her blessing to Ruth, as Ruth had asked her mother-in-law, you know, to be sent off to gather whatever grain she could. Verse 3 So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, Uh, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. 
So she came, and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. It's wonderful how sometimes we see God, how he orchestrates things. You know, for us who are reading this, and we see how it's all coming together. Ruth acted to provide for Naomi and herself. And Naomi knew that Boaz was out there somewhere, but she didn't know where. Ruth was not sent by Naomi to go looking for him or go directly to his field. But rather, Ruth was simply desiring to find someone who wouldn't reject her and allow her to glean from the field, to find favor in whosoever's eyes, you know, these fields belong to. Allow me to glean a bit. That's all she was going to this field to. And then she just so happens to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who just happened to be the man who belonged to the clan of Elimelech. And so we see God's plan and how he's orchestrating things, how he's bringing things together, which is beautiful for us. This is for us. We can see this and be encouraged Because God does the same thing in your life. If you would just but pay attention and ask God to give you discernment, wisdom. Help him to, as he ordains your steps, for you to faithfully walk in those steps that he has for you to walk in. You will see these same things happen in your own life. Or acknowledge them at least. You will acknowledge them. God knows what we need. God knows our desires. God is able to provide. Ruth moved and met up with the divine coordination of God. That's all she did. Ruth was a woman who simply committed herself to the God of Naomi, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And and she was just being obedient, and and she, she was being... A woman of, that was industrious and she wanted to provide. Here she is and she says, I'm, I'm just going to go out. And here's God's hand moving it all. And so we come to the place to where we now meet Boaz. As he's come in from Bethlehem to his field. And he greets, greets his reapers with a wonderful greeting. The Lord be with you. And their response back to him is the Lord bless you. This was a simple exchange, but it, it said a lot. You know, it says a lot when, you know, someone who is over uh, a group of people comes in, he greets them and he's greeted back. It says a lot. Without many words, it just says a lot. The Lord bless you. And it's just this, this encouraging word going back and forth. And so he had this beautiful relationship with him. It was kind. But then he immediately recognized someone gleaning in his field that that he didn't know. Who was this foreign woman? (laughs) Ruth. He asked about her. And Boaz's, you could say, in a way, field supervisor, gave him the lowdown about Ruth. Not only did he tell Boaz that she was the Moabite woman who was the daughter-in-law of Naomi, who came back with Naomi from Moab, uh, but that she was also considerate, having asked permission to gather. 
As he quoted from her, please, she said this, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. And so she was considerate, asking permission to gather. And she was hardworking. Hey, listen, she got here early in the morning. And this, this young lady, she has not stopped. But for a short break up to this point, she has gone at it. She is a hard worker. What a great testimony of the woman Ruth was. It's a great testimony. Here's a man who has a great reputation and a woman who is in the midst of proving to be a virtuous woman gaining a great reputation there in Bethlehem and Judah. By who she is, that's her character. She's demonstrating it. And even Boaz's uh, employee, as he said, this is, this is who she is and this is what she's been doing. Of course, it catches everyone's attention. Always know that our character is developed over time in consistency. And our reputation is also developed over time in consistency of character. Pay attention to your character and how it's forming. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 1 Corinthians 15.33 Sometimes we... We think that perhaps the people that we associate with, has, they have no impact on us. And yet, the Word tells us otherwise. It tells us otherwise. We cannot, can we argue with God's Word? Can we? Why do we then? Right? Why, why, why do we insist on trying to go against the very Word that we say we are governed by? We do that. I don't understand why. Because in 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Do not be deceived. Number one, do not be deceived. Pay attention to what what comes after the the colon. (laughs) Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Bad company ruins good morals. If we were simply to pay attention to that and then go to... Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And instead of hanging out with that company, we hang, hang out with the company that is found in the fellowship of the brethren. It's different because we stir each other up. We encourage each other up in love and good works. That's what we do. So pay careful attention to who and what is influencing your character because they help shape the person you are. So Boaz learns who Ruth is through his co-worker, or through his um, worker, um, and now Boaz addresses her personally. So first Boaz inquired about her, and now he's going to speak to her directly. So verse 8 says, Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. And how you left your father and mother and your native land 
and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. Talk about gaining favor in the eyes of the man in whose field she went to glean grain in. What favor? Wasn't that her prayer? I mean, she said it to Naomi, but but that was that was her desire. That was her that was her prayer. That's what she wanted. She wanted to find favor. She says, "Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor." Remember that God knows our needs. And when she spoke those words to Naomi. Don't think for a second that God was not inclined in hearing those very words of Ruth. And at this point, if, if Ruth, and I don't know, perhaps she was thinking about that, how it was that this was all she was desiring. This is all she was asking for. And here was this man, Boaz, that was showing her favor in a big way. There she is, before Boaz, Blessed. At this point, it is known that she had found favor in his eyes. It was very clear. And between the time his worker had told him who she was, and now Boaz had done some things. He had given instructions concerning Ruth to the other woman working his field so that they would watch after her. So it, it's, it's up to you, ladies. I want you to take care of Ruth. She's going to come, and I'm going to tell her to follow you. Wherever you go, she's going to go. She's going to follow you. And so take care of her. Watch over her. The young men, he pulled them off to the side and said, you honor and respect, you do not touch her. And when she is thirsty, you give her something to drink. You take care of Ruth. So he had done this. He, in between the time that, right now he's talking to, to Ruth. But between the time that he asked about her, he inquired about her, and now there are some things that Boaz had done. To set things up so that Ruth would be taken care of. Talk about finding favor in his eyes. Just like that. And with all of this said, Boaz told her, you don't don't need to go anywhere else. Don't go anywhere else. Everything is set up. Everything you need is here. You will be provided for. You see, God was arranging things in such an amazing way. God was providing for Naomi and Ruth through Boaz. But there is so much more to this arrangement, as we will see. And this is why it's important for us to go through the word in this manner. Because we need to see these things. We need to see how it is that the Lord is faithful. He provides, He protects. If we just are are men and women of integrity, spiritual integrity, we just simply walk. We just simply are obedient to God. I don't know what you have, Lord. It's tough now, but I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. I don't know what you have before me, but you do. There is always more to God's will than what is seen and experienced. If in the moment you don't see it, just stand by. Open your eyes a little more and you'll see that God is with you even in those moments and especially in those moments. 
There's a young lady that went home today. She is pregnant with twins. She is um, 30, she'll be 34 weeks along this Friday. But she came in, she, she had been there for, I believe, six weeks, bed rest. And, and I'm talking about the hospital. And, um, and the doctors, the staff there didn't think that she was going to make it past the first week. Not her, but her, her babies didn't think so. And so her, her doctor, uh, he's a believer. And, um, and he was saying, I've never seen this before. Um, it, it has to be the hand of God. Just, just having watched over you and your, your twins, your two boys in your womb. And she's at that point to where she'll come back two weeks later and she'll, have, she'll deliver her, her two boys. I'm just sharing that with you because she's a woman of faith. Her husband is a man of faith. And they didn't know. But they were telling me today that they didn't know. It was, it was, it was tough. It was, it was a time when they, they just didn't know. They, they wanted to do something, but they couldn't do anything. All they could do is surrender to the Lord. And so they learned to do that. At that very moment in the first week, all they said, all we could do is surrender. We, we shed tears. We cried. We, and at some point, the Lord just gave us that peace as he says, as we gave it to him, and it was all his to, to take care of. Come what may, it didn't matter. All we knew is we had to trust in him. And as soon as they trusted in him, they had this peace all about them. It was done. Ruth didn't know. She didn't go expecting anything. All she wanted was a little grain to come to bring back to her mother-in-law for them to be provided for. And yet there's so much, there's so much more. There's so much more. There's always more to God's will than what is seen and experienced. Boaz was kind, compassionate, and was willing to help in time of need. But God was stirring his heart, and Boaz was a man of God who you saw how he he came and he um, greeted his his workers and how they greeted him. And Ruth's response to Boaz at this time is that she was overwhelmed by his kindness, and she just she can't believe that this is happening to her. She's just beside it. She can't. Wow, this is beyond my wildest expectations. This is not what I was expecting. I just, again, wanted to come glean some grain from one of the fields. And this is happening. She was filled with gratitude. Notice that she does not have an attitude of entitlement, but rather of gratitude. Ruth was not wallowing in pity and complaining as she did nothing. She wasn't doing that. Ruth did not express an attitude of entitlement with Boaz, whom she knew was a relative of her late father-in-law, a relative who should show her favor. She was lowly and expressed gratitude, though. She was low. Instead of having an attitude of entitlement, she was, just, she was lowly. Lowly. She was humble before him. She was humbled. She couldn't believe it. And Boaz responded, to this expression of humility before him. By telling her that he knew all about her. This, this is why. This is why I know all about you. I know how it is that you left all behind. 
to come here with your mother-in-law. That's commendable. That's honorable. And here was Boaz that was acknowledging that. And then he said something to her, but it was, a, it was a prayer. He prayed that the Lord would repay her for having acted the way she has. May the Lord pay you back. May the Lord bless you for, for acting in this way, this honorable and commendable way. May the Lord bless you and protect you. And the Lord would bless her and protect her. Taking care of her mother-in-law even after having lost her husband. No more husband, but she was still willing to go with her mother-in-law. How she left all to come to a foreign land, she didn't know. And he was impressed with her character. There's something special here. May other people see our character and who we are and be impressed by that. What is it about you? There's, there's just something special. There's something beyond what just, you know, good hard worker. There's just something more. Now, once Ruth hears this from Boaz, Ruth responds to this with a word of thanksgiving and acknowledging that she had found favor in his eyes and had been comforted. No, you know, I understand all of those things, and they're true. But she just said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord. My Lord is, is a statement of, of submission, of I look up to you, you are an object of authority in my life. For ye have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. So she was thankful. She was thankful that he had spoken kindly to her, even though she was not one of his servants. She was treated well and like one of his own. But hold on, because it keeps getting better. It's like this, this in and of itself right now, it's like, wow. This is, this is amazing, isn't it? But wait, there's more. <laughs> it's like the info, infomercials say, but wait, there's more. There's more, there's much more. Verse 14. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain, and she ate until she was satisfied. And she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. Verse 17, So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked, and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Boaz. Just imagine Naomi at that point. Boaz. Remember I told you about Boaz? Yeah, I remember. I just happened to stumble upon his field, and there I was. So besides a short break that Ruth had taken, Boaz invited Ruth to eat with him and, and the rest of uh, the field workers, and she ate to her fill, and she even had some leftovers. And so she had some leftovers that were set aside, 
uh, she was able to take home. She was invited to dip her morsel in the wine that was, uh, which was being shared by all. And, and it's a symbol of joy and provision, by the way. It was a privilege that she knew very well what it meant. She knew it. She was invited to sit at table with everyone else as if she was one of his workers all along, right along the other reapers. It, it was just ah, beyond her imagination. I, I've been brought in just as I'm, I'm one of his. Not only that, but it's this moment of, of dipping my food in this, in this wine and taking some of that, just like everyone else. It's just an expression of acceptance, of being brought in, of compassion, of kindness, of being gentle. May we learn from this, this, uh, this action that Boaz was taking with this, this foreign woman, this Moabite. He didn't have to do this, and yet he did. May, may we do the very same thing, not be stingy with what we have, but, but may we be generous. May we be as Boaz was and just come and eat it's all there take it oh how ruth must have felt because we need to notice that she sat next to the other reapers just as if she had always been one of them and then after that meal was over and she returned to the field to work it was at that time that boaz Brought his workers over and said, Let her glean, even the sheaves that are dropped. Don't pick them up. In fact, drop some. Just drop them. And, and do, not, do not rebuke her. Do, do not call her out. Let her pick them up. They're hers. You see, Boaz wanted to bless Ruth with more. She had worked hard, but he wanted to just bless her with more. She didn't ask for anything. But God had put it in Boaz's heart, the desire to bless her, and he did. Verse 17, as we continue, after Naomi learns that it's Boaz whom she came in contact with. It says in verse 20, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, He said to me, you shall keep close to my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she lived with her mother-in-law. So, we see how it was that The day was over and Ruth gathered all that she had gleaned that day and she went home to Naomi. And and Naomi asked these questions because it it must have been, she knew what normally was gleaned. And here was like, um, you know those five-gallon buckets? It's like one of those and a half of another one. It's like, here comes Ruth just like, right? And then... With uh, with her leftovers, perhaps over over her back, I, she she was just she came back with a lot. It's like, wow, whose field did you go into? 
You know, these were, these were workers that perhaps they, they, would they drop everything? <laughs> What's going on? So, of course, Naomi took notice and she was asking. It had to be a surprise. It had to be impressive what she was bringing back. Ruth had worked from early morning until evening, and what she brought home was a generous portion and, and again, I remind you that gleaning in that day would mean that the person would pick up the grains that were left behind. Uh, the ones that were dropped. That was tedious. And, and the person would gather, but there's only so much that you could gather in a day. I mean, you get down on your knees and get down and, and start picking up one grain of barley or wheat at a time. <laughs> It'd take you a long time to fill up one liter, much less 22 liters. That's what she brought back. Ruth not only brought that back, but she also brought back her leftovers from the meal she had with Boaz, and she gave that to Naomi. Well, Naomi was told whose field she gleaned from, and she was overwhelmed with encouragement and joy. And, and that's what we read from verses 20 through 23. This is a different Naomi now. Remember how it was that she entered into Bethlehem? They said, oh, they were excited to see Naomi. Naomi, you know. In other words, you remember what her name means? It means pleasant, right? So in other words, they were saying, oh, pleasant is so pleasant to see you. It's, it's so nice to see you. And she said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. For I've experienced much bitterness, I'm bitter. She was bitter. And yet she still came back. And, and that's a thing that we need to understand. We need to note. Take into consideration. This is the same woman. This is the same woman. There could be moments to where we feel bitter. But just, just cling to the Lord. Rest in Him. Trust in Him. Because He will bring you back into that place of, of knowing pleasant times with Him. You truly will experience that peace that surpasses all understanding. You'll see his faithful hand continue to move. And it is truly wonderful and encouraging. At this point, this Naomi now is back to Naomi. She was, she was pleasant. Oh, my God is amazing. She's now rejoicing over the favor that the Lord had shown Ruth and was blessed by it. She has seen how the Lord was providing for them through the hand of Boaz. She knew that He was a relative and encouraged Ruth to continue to go out to his fields and to glean because of the protection and provision and the kindness and compassion that he had extended to her. Now, there, were, there was a danger of her being a single woman going out by herself um, that perhaps she could be assaulted in, in another's field. But she knew, hey, you know what, with Boaz, you're protected, you're provided for. And he's being very kind and compassionate with you. And so you need to keep going. He's a close relative. And not only that. But he's also one of our redeemers. He's also one of our redeemers. So keep going back to him. Keep going to his field. And Naomi. I believe at this point. Was beginning to see what the Lord was setting up. Because she mentioned that. He's a close relative. But he's also one of our redeemers. Perhaps, maybe, could it be? I don't know. But you know what? We're going to keep going. Ruth, keep going to that field. 
Perhaps the prayer that Boaz prayed for Ruth was being fulfilled through him. Ruth was indeed being brought under the wing of the Lord through him. Remember what he said. Uh, He said, The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That's a beautiful picture. As we take refuge under the wings of the Lord, it's like, have you ever um, seen a chicken, a hen and her chicks? Have you ever seen what happens when a hawk comes over? Have you ever, have you ever seen that? Who hasn't seen that? Some of you have not. She gathers her chicks under her. She goes to cover, they follow, and then they all just they disappear under her. Under her wings. It's amazing. It's like, whoa, where'd they go? And they all just like, whoop, went right under. How much more the Lord, for us, as, as we go, we like, oh, there's, there's this going on. We need, we need to come under the wing of the Lord. It, it's under his wing where we know true pr- protection. How does it, he gathers us. It's such an intimate picture of our relationship with the Lord. And yet that's what he calls us to do, to come under him. And his wing. And so this was something that Boaz had prayed for her. This is what he desired for her. And yet, he was the one that was being used by the Lord to do this very thing. To do this very thing. In closing, I want to say this. Never underestimate the Lord. Be faithful to him. Live with integrity. Spiritual integrity. Be faithful. Be grateful. Be humble and know that he is faithful and will give you what you need. Just trust in him. Just seek him. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you, for he knows. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, for your provision. We thank you that we can come to you, Lord, and, um, and know that under your wing, we will certainly be protected. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that as we studied this chapter, that you would remind us of the things that are pleasing to you. The manner in which you divinely ordain our lives is just absolutely amazing. May you open up our eyes to see those things, and may we simply be faithful and obedient to walk in the Spirit and and walk in a way that is a blessing and glorifying to you. And so, Father, thank you for your word. And we pray this all in Jesus' name.